Welcome back, guys, to my podcast. Today, I got a special guest. Jacqueline You heard it right. She's back. So, this is going to just be a normal interview. So, so this week, you went you went to Cali, California. Tell me about that. Um, I spent a lot of time with family. Um, it was kind of difficult knowing that we don't have the same beliefs or practices. But I still managed to um, have a good time. What do you mean? Are they a different religion or are they just like, how do you say it? Anti-religious? Um, at times they don't understand the reason we act the way we do. For example, we went to a wedding and um, everyone was drinking and um, so they were like um, wondering why we weren't drinking and they think that if we don't drink or do or do any of that stuff, then we're not having fun when it's really not like that. We can enjoy ourselves without doing any of that stuff. So it was, this party, was it a Mexican party or a white party or what was it? It was a Mexican, yeah. So there was like a lot of kids drinking, like around your guys' age. Um, I didn't see my age, but um, definitely my cousins yeah, that are older. Because so. usually in these type of parties, you see a lot of people young drinking, because especially around this age, they they are partying, smoking, drinking, and they don't know the consequences. Yeah, it's not uncommon to see that, so I wouldn't be surprised if I see my young family members drinking. All right. So let's see. What's a good topic? Because we haven't been talking as much. Hmm. So, okay, tell me a little bit about how you led up to playing in the choir. Um, so this happened about three years ago, I want to say almost four, I think. And um, so at the beginning, I was just a, um, I was just part of the chorus. I just sang up there. And um, one, ta- one day, the chorus leader or the worship leader um, invited me to come to practices and he told me to um, and I asked him like do I bring an instrument or what because at the time I played trumpet and he said yeah and so um, in that practice I brought my trumpet and I played the trumpet for a few services um, after I got comfortable practicing with them with them for a few weeks and so at the beginning I was a chorus and then I played trumpet but then um this one kid was learning the drums and um at the same time i would observe them when they were teaching him and so at the same time i was learning while he was learning and uh long story short i don't know what happened but he ended up leaving the church and so i was left playing and i've been playing the drums ever since so you used to play trumpet yes i played the trumpet so that means you have pretty strong lungs <laughs> yeah, I guess. So that means, that means you can hold your breath underwater for a long, long time. Um, well, it depends because underwater I get a little uh, freaked. So you get freaked out when you're, playing, when you're under the water? Yeah. Why, why is that? Um, is there any reason? I think it's because my family, like my mom and my uh, uncles, like my extended family doesn't know how to swim, only me and my brothers. 
so we don't really go to the pools or lakes or water um like we don't go as much as i would like to and so i get a little freaked out and i like to say that i don't really know how to swim but i guess it's so you like, you fib you fib i don't know what that is your fib means that you try to live white lie because you say you say you just have to tell them you don't know how to swim but you do well, basically what I mean when I say that I don't know how to swim is that I don't swim good. So, okay. I mean, I guess everyone can be in water, but you're not uh, confident. Yes. But that also brings me to another thing that when we go out to the lake, when people get baptized, you go in. Is that different for you or? Um. Yeah, because I'm touching the ground. So I'm really like, I'm confident in that. Yeah. So you will go to the pool, you, you. Excuse me, you, you reach three feet and that's all you say. Sometimes I go deeper because, and sometimes I do um, challenge myself because I know people, the people there, the people from my church know how to swim. So if I ever do, I'm in a situation where I'm drowning, I know I'll be safe. Okay. That's, that's a good, that's a good, that's a good habit to have. Then I have to swim. And that's bring me to another topic that when people hear that you're, you're a Christian, that you Christianity, why is it always like, oh, you do this and do that? Um, I guess it's stereotypes. Much of them uh, make up these stereotypes by what um, others tell them, what they see on social media, what they see on movies, and that's not really accurate until you really have a relationship with the Christian or you go to a church or a local church or something like that. Yeah, because some when people say here you're a Christian, they go, oh, you're not saying, oh, you're a goody goody. Because in reality, we were all born sinners. We always sin. Each day we sin. But the way to turn back is ask God for forgiveness. So when when you hear that, what do you tell people? Um, I tell them that it's just like a regular relationship with anyone else. If you want to please the person, you're going to do the best you can. Many people... Um, say they believe in God, but they really don't and they treat him like he's something far off the corner in your life They don't treat him like a meaningful relationship and um, I think that's where people get it wrong because When you want someone close to you when you want to have a healthy relationship a strong a close relationship with someone you Talk to them every day. You want to learn about them every day. You ask them questions. You desire to seek more of them so basically what you're saying is Treat the relationship with God with the, the relationship that you, the one that you like or your partner, basically. Yes, for the one you long for, what you want to see in a healthy relationship. I like, it, it, okay, so it's, it's in the beginning stage. Like, when you first like someone, you want to get to know them, be with them, like, actually have the conversation with them. Yeah. And also, that works, too, with any other relationship, like with yeah, your with, parents, with your friends, not just a romantic relationship. Yeah, I totally agree. Because sometimes you have those blacks in those relationships. You always have those blacks in your relationship. In my opinion, you always have those blacks. Because siblings always will always want pets for some reason. But at the end of the day, we still love each other. We're still close. I agree, but one thing we can be confident about is that God will never fail us. Yes. So, I want to bring it, bring the topic back to last month, the dangerous month. 
the Danish month for our Christianity. What? Because you guys were out for the last week of the month. How hard was it for you guys not being in church and still experiencing that attack of the enemy? Um, I think the only way you could uh, pass through that is by prayer and seeking God. And one thing that helped me with uh, staying firm is not being around like uh, um, school and stuff because school really promotes this holiday and so that helped me being away <laughs> helped a little bit mm-hmm. yeah I, I kind of agree because schools are starting to teach the bad things instead of the good things like can we really go back into school I feel like that's what students hate so much school and at a young age because they don't teach the things that they should be learning like when in my life one will know who was the president, the 55th president? Well, I don't know even when 55th, like 33rd. Like, they don't get that enough education that they long for. Mm-hmm. Same with Christianity. People just, like, think that they go to church, raise their hands, say prayer, they're saved. But they're not. Um, I feel like that's where the role plays of not not realizing that God is real and putting God to the corner, just a corner of your life and just a routine and not really a person. Yeah, because people say, oh, if your God's real, then do this. But we can't, we can't be testing God. God went to the forest hungry for 40 days and the devil tempted him. He said, hey, you really listen to God, change this rock into bread. They worship me, and all this kingdom should be should be yours. Which at the time it would not happen, but he was saying about the Roman Empire, the Egypt, Egyptians, the Greeks. That's what he was referring to when he said, "Worship me, and all these kingdoms will be yours." Because each of those kingdoms had a period in time when they were the top of the top, which that means that they were the highest. I should put this anarchy, the highest type of uh, conquerors, and, and, and school doesn't doesn't teach that. School doesn't show us that they just show us what's the root pie, which which why we never learn that in real life. If schools are becoming to do. Bad, more bad things than good things. That's what. That's why I feel like so many kids are dropping out and turning to all, all these sins, all, all these alcohol abuse. Because school is meant to be like a safe place we can go, but now it's just it's harder for kids. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like um, many of those kids put their sight on the on man, on human. And they don't realize that, like the Bible says, that we have rest in Jesus. Many of these people don't know that they have rest. But if they come to Jesus, if they seek him, they will find rest because Jesus is rest. Yes. So, in your opinion, what do you think that means, like, in your opinion? Because we each have different opinions. When we found Jesus, we found rest. 
Um, for me, um, most of the time it's uh, giving him every piece of my life because it can be stressful to deal with everything that you have if you have multiple like um, things happening in your life, whether that's problems, uh, school, work, family, whatever that is. And um, I have confidence when I come to Jesus that he will give me peace when I ask for it because um, his Holy Spirit is there to comfort me and I'm not alone. And everything that I have in my life, whether it's bothering me, if it's good, if it makes me happy, I could give it to him knowing that it's in good hands. So it's just like the way Jesus is your rock. Yes, exactly. Yes. That's what people, many people don't get, that if you turn away, you're saying Jesus is still there. Jesus is the, the rock that holds you together. It says that, I forgot how it goes, but if you build your house on the side of a blow away, you build your house on a roof, a roof, a bed, I'll say roof. I build a your house on a hill far away, but if, you, if the wise builds his house on a rock, Jesus is there to protect it. Yeah. So uh, around you in your household, you don't mind answering this question. In your household, how difficult is it to like find find peace and quietness to actually pray and have that alone time with with him? Um, most of the time, I am alone, so it's not really that hard for me. But um, when my let my little siblings or my mom need my attention, then that's when it's hard. So. I actually made a sign when I assume that it's going to be a hard time to find quietness and alone time with God. Then I have a sign to put outside of my door to say, hey, I'm, I'm having some alone time with God. And I know they will respect that. So it's not really that difficult for me to have that time. Uh, that's, that's a good idea. I should probably start doing that at my door because <laughs> people are coming in right now. And now that's why you hear the door. So that's a, that's a good thing. I, don't, I should have asked this question because I don't. Does your sister listen to this? Does your sister listen to this podcast? You don't know? Because I, 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 don't, I don't know if you feel comfortable asking this question, but how has your older sister changed the perspective of, of your life? Because. Each of us, they got our older and younger siblings differently than our other brothers and sisters. So, some of us look at the mistakes our brothers and sisters made and we try to stray away from them, try to make the good decisions, but some we try to follow in their footsteps. So, the question is how has your sister impacted your life in different ways? Um, I feel like she's really wise because um, we've been through like the same thing so we can relate to each other and um, I she helps me whenever I'm in struggles and um, I know I could go to her to like talk to her so she's actually really big help to my life good yeah because some of us are the oldest and we have no one to turn to for advice when we're struggling but that's a good thing about being a younger sibling because you always have that person we can go to it it was like the disciples in a kind of way when they were struggling when they were didn't know what to do they turned to jesus for advice 
And that's a good point to bring up that because people think that disciples were all like perfect and all good, but in reality, they were not. They have mistakes, they have flaws. Yeah, like everyone. Yeah, so like Moses was a drunkie. He drank and got drunk. But God said, use them to build the ark and save people. Who was it? Adam uh, Adam was a cheater on his wife, but God still used him. Matthew was a tax collector, and he got still used him. It got, someone I really like is Peter. Because when, he, when he, was, he was put to death, they put him on a cross. Do you know, do you know about that? Yeah. So, basically, for those that you don't know, Peter was crucified, not along with Jesus, but further on. Like I think it was a few years later. He was he was put to death by crucifixion, which is was the the worst punishment that you could have been given at that time. And he and he said, "I'm not worthy of dying the same way as my Lord, as my as my teacher. Put me upside down." And that shows how. The character, the character that he, that he was, he knew that there was only one way to heaven, that was through Jesus. And what, what about if, if he would have been crucified right side up, what, what people might think? Or like he, he's going to do the same thing. That, that, that's the, a good thing, a good, a good example of, uh, of the end times. Because it says that. He still, whoever believes and doesn't get the mark will be put to death. And many people will accept the mark because they'll be afraid, they'll be like forced into it. But those that know the truth will not get it. Because it says that at that time, the Holy Spirit will tell you what to say. And I feel like he, he knew what, what to say at that time. I feel like he um, decided to put Jesus in his place as Lord. Yes. There's so many things people don't get asked. Because we're always afraid of what people might, might think of us when we actually proclaim the word. When you, I'm gonna ask you about this because you're one of the, I wanna say one of the founders of your Bible study at your school. So explain a little bit about that. Uh, well, what we wanted to start was a club with fellowship um, with us who were already uh, believers, but we also wanted to be open to whoever wanted to learn. So um, we also wanted an environment where we wouldn't argue because many of the people in my school are atheists and just um, we assumed that they would have seen the Bible study as a opportunity to come and argue and try to disprove us. But we just wanted an environment where we can grow together and be in fellowship, share what we think, share what God revealed to us and things like that. And to whoever was curious, we uh, encourage them to feel like free to come and to say what they think too, even if they're not believers. And 
for them to read and seek God and read scripture and learn of him. So many atheists have proven the existence of God, but they still choose not to accept it. What do you think that is? Is it stubbornness or just is it their like will not to not to choose it? Um, I'm not really sure. I'd say that it's their stubbornness. Yeah, that they don't want something to be over them. They don't want a power over them. Yeah, that's good. So. I'm gonna, ask, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna let this conversation for, for, for a little bit. So, the, I have to put this. So, when Jesus was put before the people, they chose either crucify him or let, or crucify a prisoner, which the prisoner was evil, did bad things. But Jesus did not know about no bad things. He was, how just put this? He didn't do any sins. He didn't do anything. But at that time, the church said he was using evil powers. But they, they knew the word. And they still chose to to ignore and put him, put him down as a... How to put this as someone evil using evil powers? So, what do you think? Because that's blasphemy against him. I feel like uh, the reason why uh, I'm I'm not really sure, but I'd say that the reason why the people said chose to crucify Jesus was because Jesus was true and because he um, exposed their inner dark desires and he um, brought light to that and. The darkness doesn't like light, so I feel like that's why they wanted to get rid of Jesus because he was light. Yeah, I feel like I don't know. I don't know if you feel the same way, but I feel like when he was up there on the cross, the sky went completely dark, and I feel like that's when more people actually believed that he was the Messiah, that he was God's child, because it never darkened like that. It, I'm not sure if I'm not positive if I read this in the article or in the Bible, but I say when Jesus was crucified, like the whole day darkened for like many hours. It said when when it was time to finish, uh, he because he was he was speaking the ancient the ancient language of Hebrews, but that's where Hebrews came from. Uh, I don't remember what it says, uh, but he said, it is finished. That he died on the cross for us so we can live. And that's very powerful. Imagining, imagine saying your, your son to die for people that shouldn't be given the opportunity because they're full of sin. That's why I get out, because can you imagine that? Saying your only son only child to die for people that don't deserve your mercy that is very beautiful very powerful because i know that i probably would not do that so i'm grateful that god is very merciful 
Yeah, he is. Because right now we're living in a time of grace. We're living in a time of mercy. But that that time is coming near where that time will be gone. The end time is going to be scary. That's why I'll ask you this before time runs up. So, in your perspective, is that the Bible study that you started with your brother and your friends something that you thought like God was coming to? Um, I haven't really thought. Or me and my friend, we um, conversed about starting a Bible study, but I w- it's not that I believed, I didn't believe it wouldn't happen, but I didn't ha- think it would happen so soon. I wasn't, I guess I could say I wasn't prepared for it to come. And so when it did happen, I was very joyous because I've never had a Bible study at school. We don't really talk about um, our faith at school and it brings joy to me because I could be free there. I could speak about the goodness of Jesus and in a safe environment. As it also comes to the end time, that there's one more religion, but not our religion will be respected. Because right now, the Bill of Rights are in place where freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of press, the freedom of religion will be taken away from the rights. Everyone who speaks about Christianity, about God, will be taken down, will be killed. And we expect that to happen, but at this moment, we're um, really taking advantage of the freedom we have, and we're trying to um, really create a harmony within ourselves and with anyone that comes and joins us. Because I want to tell you a, the story about how when I started this podcast. So, I had this app, which is Anchor, on my phone for a while. I think it was like a year and a half where I had it on my phone, but never got the chance to actually prepare this podcast. Because once me and my friend were joking around, they said, let's start a podcast about sports, and but we never ended up doing it. So I just had it on my phone the whole time. But as soon as I saw many, many people becoming, putting podcasts and releasing their own podcasts, I was saying, I asked myself, what can I do then? If many people are doing this and this and this, and this popped up in my mind, filming the, the podcast, which is trying to spread the word as much as I can, because we will all be accounted for for our deed, and we don't want to stand before the throne and look over our shoulder and see one of our friends, one of our family members, and saying, "What you know the truth? You know how this will end? Why didn't tell me this is how it will end?" Many people will reject God. By the end, they'll say, "How much? How much will it take for me to get in here?" But you can't buy your way into heaven. Either the only way you can get into heaven is accepting Jesus into your life and straying away from sin. Okay, so before we wrap this up. Many, uh, ask, ask you one more question, then you can get to the end. So, how hard is it for you to spread the word in your family, like in your cousins? Because I know it's a, at school it's harder, because either 
they're gonna like attack you or the teacher then you can get in trouble how hard is it between school and actually outside and with your family uh it's actually pretty hard with my family because they all think it's a joke and they don't see i mean they could say that they believe in god but again it's just some side figure in the corner in their lives that they don't really uh, pay attention to that they don't really want to know so when if i when i do speak to them or when my mom speaks to them or when anyone speaks to them about god they feel like they already know him and already have him okay that's the good part you say you have some questions prepared yeah, I have a question for you. So question or questions? Yeah. Are you sure you don't want more? Go, go ahead, ask it. So my question is, uh, how do you deal with discouragement or uh, in Spanish, desanimo, in your walk with Jesus, if it is that you've experienced that? Well, um, it's hard to answer that question. The, the, the discouragement is like... When you sin, when you don't try, when you try not to sin, and you fall into sin, like you hate yourself for it. Hey, why did I do this? Why did I do this? I don't want to do this no more. But you still end up falling into that sin. That's that's a discouragement for me, because as as you guys, as you know that I want to preach. I feel like God has so much to say, because He has done so much to me. And like when I sin, I said, "Am I really worthy to be up there and preach if I keep sinning?" And that's what it, it discouraged me in mind. Yeah, but another thing to keep in mind, like just how you said, um, God has. God used people like uh, Moses, who was a killer, Noah, who was a drunkie. Um, so just like that, he could use you. And if you know that God is your strength, then you can know you could lean on him. And whether you mess up or not, um, he's the reason why you're doing it. Yeah. You have any more questions? Uh, no, that's all I have for you. <laughs> Do you want, to, you want to come up with some questions right now? Before? Because I feel like you have more questions to ask. Uh, I have one question, actually. Uh, what is your... Um, Bible reading look like? Like, do you read a chapter every day, a verse every day? I mean, there's no really a rule to it, but like, how do you do that? Well, usually when I open up my Bible, it's hard to read verses because when I see words that I don't know, I can't pronounce, I get, I get stressed, I get, mm-hmm. I don't like because I usually when I flip the Bible, I look to see if the verses, the words that I can pronounce. Because each time I look at the Bible, there's like different chapters. Because there's 66 books. And it's hard to pick one to read. Because they are so interesting. Because throughout the 66 books, like what, 50 plus authors have written those books. And I feel like... Each, each of them have a story to tell, a powerful story, a powerful message behind it. Yeah, I agree. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna encourage you to come up with two more questions because this this also was because I'm trying to ask people to ask more questions, give more people an interviews, so we can because each of them have a different story to tell. So I'm gonna encourage you to just tell, ask two more questions. Uh, I kind of have a personal question. Go ahead. Uh, how did you deal with the loss of your grandma? Because uh, here's the thing about that. The loss to my grandpa was very hard. The thing that I regret the most is that I didn't get to spend enough time with him. Because when he was here at my auntie's house visiting, I would say hi and goodbye. Just hi, how are you? How was the trip? And I'll, okay, talk to you later. See you tomorrow. And as I got, I got older, I realized that I can actually talk to him. Because when we are young, we're just so naive, thinking that the world revolves around us. Time just flies around us. Nothing's bad can happen. But it, it was it was pretty hard because I never got to say goodbye because I, I felt like taking care of my mom and my dad was the most priority. And it was definitely hard on me because I lost my uncle before and I ran away from God. And I felt like when at that time, I I been away from God for two years. And when I went to the church that we are now, I was like this, because I, I, I don't want to say nothing about, about our pastor, but I was like this pastor, like, can you just end there already? Back then. Back then, yeah. yeah. And I like, he's just saying chatter. He's not even saying nothing. But at that time, like the church wasn't full as it is right now. Then I, as more I got into it, I started to like get fall back in love with God. Cause the whole, the, it's crazy. Cause I like teaching little kids from my experience. I want to show them that there's still a way out of your anger, of your emotions out of it. And when I, when I saw as a sister over there teaching, I, I want to do this, but I need to come to church and actually listen. And that's how I would get out here and teach kids. So the, the way that the connection to the, how I feel about my grandpa because I, I already know the experience. I didn't want to go back there and fall from his grasp. I went I went and cried to him. And it was so weird because I never cry. Because this society has taught young kids, young young men, that if you cry, you have a weakness. That's, what, that's why I told my family that I can't show emotions or cry because then the enemy people can use that to their advantage and, and really hurt me that's the way because people when you go to God it's, it's, it's a weird feeling it's the first time you go to, go to God is a weird feeling but as soon as you get used to his presence 
you know that he's there. Ask one more question. Come on. You know, you, I know you got this. Another question is, how do you deal with bias if there is any at your school towards you? Well, that's a hard topic to, to decide because they all know that. Are you talking about in general or religious? Or religious. Religious. Mm-hmm. I would say that's not many people because... During, during this year, like, many people have fallen apart and all this because the previous years have been hard. But especially for seniors now, because we've been each other through all this, then the COVID happened, and we all fell apart. So I, I know I experience bias because I just go straight to my classes back and forth. Don't talk to any, really anyone. When I saw my friends, they say, hey, what's up? How you doing? That's all. Basically... That's good that you don't have to deal with that right now, but just, I mean, we expect it, but it's good to have rest of it for a while. Yes. Mm -hmm. Come on. That was a short question. Come on. One more. If you you can think of one. If not, you can can pray and end it right here. No, I have nothing on my mind right now. All right. Well, guys, there was the interview with Jackie, Jacqueline, the loser. <laughs> we just like to play around with that. Okay, so let's pray on to get out of here. Heavenly Father, Father, Lord, thank you for another day of life, Father. Thank you for allowing us to be here, Father, Lord, to interact, Father, Lord, because we're doing this because of you, Father, Lord. All the other things you do in our lives, Father, Lord, you know what's going to happen before we do, Father, Lord. Because you're the almighty, all-knowing Father. Protect each of us, Father, Lord. And we go to sleep, Father, when we wake up in the morning, Father, Lord. Bless our families, Father, Lord. Show them that there is a way out, Father, of the darkness, Father, Lord. Because you're the light, Father, Lord. And the light covers darkness, Father, Lord. The, the darkness can't cover light, Father. Thank you, because you're always amazing, always protecting us, Father, Lord. Say angels to protect us when we go home, Father, when we sleep, Father, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen, amen. Amen. So, guys, don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Facebook. Just search up Bible Podcast, Bible Talk Podcast, and we'll see you with the next episode. Currently, it is Tuesday, November 2nd, and this will be posted on Thursday around 1. So, just stay tuned for that. And remember, God loves you, and God bless you all. Good night. Thank you.